The Equitable Life Assurance Society presents This is Your FBI. This is Your FBI, the official broadcast from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, presented as a public service by the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States and the Equitable Society's representative in your community. Were you born between 1900 and 1910? Then here's a question you've probably asked yourself more than once. Will I be alive in 1975? Well, just think of all the advances in medical science since you first saw the light of day. Sulfur drugs, insulin, and dozens of others. Since 1910, there's been a 68% increase in the proportion of people over 65 years of age in this country. With this percentage growing greater all the time, there certainly is a very good chance that you will be alive in 75. And in exactly 14 minutes, we'll have a suggestion which will show you how life insurance, with the Equitable Life Assurance Society, can help you make the most of this long life that's ahead of you. Tonight's FBI file, The Innocent Thief. Nineteen forty seven has not yet run through a quarter of its allotted number of months. But already there is evidence that the number of spectacular crimes in the nation is on the rise. A community fund is stolen from a strongbox in the Midwest. A schoolgirl is kidnapped from her home in the West. A bank in Virginia is robbed for the first time in its 65-year history. There's no end to the recital, but the pace of the crime wave is quickening. A major crime is committed somewhere in the United States every 21 seconds. And in the course of those crimes, innocent people are involved. Innocent people who are used as pawns by the criminals. That is why the crime wave is a problem belonging not only to your FBI, but also to you. Tonight's file opens in a roadhouse located in the outskirts of a large eastern city. It is after midnight, but the past half hour a floor show has been in progress. Sonny Everett, Master of Ceremonies, is just bringing it to a close. Well, folks, that about concludes our little show. But before I leave, I must tell you about a funny thing that happened to me on the way to the club tonight. Oh, will you hear this? It'll kill you. A fellow came up to me and said, Can you spare something for a cup of coffee? I said, Sorry, Mac, all I have is ten pennies. He says, That's okay, buddy. I'll buy drip coffee. Well, folks, I could keep you screaming like this for hours. But right now, everybody dance. Well, May. Huh? What'd you think of it? Oh, Steve. What'd you think of this show? You really want me to tell you? Bad, huh? Awful. I'm gonna murder that agent. What a routine he gave me. He said that MC was the greatest performer since Lou Parker. Huh? Look at him. Heading right for the bar. That's where he performs best. He's been Forget drunk. Forget him, Steve. But, honey. Get a load of table 27. Huh? Guy with the two dames. 
Look at that jewelry. Yeah, real heavy. Thought you might have overlooked it. As a matter of fact, I did. That's what that comedian is doing to me. Look, the guy's calling for his check. Uh Uh-uh. Where's Vinny? Over there with the blonde. Oh. Ben! Ben! (laughs) He hates to walk out on that. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want me, Steve? Yeah. Uh, take a gander at table 27. Huh? Oh, the, the skinny guy with the two old tomatoes? That's right. Hey, look at the ice they're packing, huh? I want you to look at it. When they leave here, I want you to be right behind them. Walker, let's have another round here, will you? Look, Sonny, we got to close up. Don't you want a nightcap? No, thanks. Then bring a drink for me and May. No, none for me, Sonny. (laughs) Well, just so nobody's offended, I'll have one. Okay, but this is positively the finish. I got some news for you, kid. I was finished the day I opened in this joint. Chaser. There you are. Thanks. May? Yeah? Yeah. Mind if I call you May? No. Say, what's your boyfriend Steve got against me? He just doesn't like your act. What? He doesn't think you're funny. Who does he think he is? The guy that's paying you. Yeah. In the dark, he's paying me. I took the biggest cut of my life to work this dump. Well, that'll certainly teach me a lesson. Well, settle it with him, will you? Yeah, there's plenty I've got to settle with him. Billing, for one thing. I was writing my contract. Stop billing. And look what happens. Look outside. It says dancing, liquor, steaks, French fried potatoes, and Sonny Everett. <laughs> the least he could have done was co-star me with the French fried potatoes. Hey. Well, it just shows yeah. you one thing. Come here, will you? you okay, work then. your head off for a guy, get all special material, and what happens? No appreciation. How'd you make out? Come on, the office. Okay. Go ahead. Thanks. May, where's Steve? He went into town. What for? To deposit tonight's receipt. Tell me, how'd you do? Well, take a look. Hey. Yeah. I, uh, had some trouble, though. What kind of trouble? Well, I done the job okay, but on the way back here, a state trooper got on my tail. You saw the stick? No, no, I, uh, I was speeding. Well, that was smart. Well, I lost the guy. We still could have gotten your license. Yeah, but I didn't use my own car. Who did you use? The comedian. Sonny Everett? Yeah. Where's the car now? Outside in the parking lot. Oh, that trooper's liable to come by here. No matter whose car you use, he could still... Hey, wait a minute. Huh? Wasn't that Sonny Everett out at the bar? Yeah, why? You stay here. I've got an idea that'll fix the whole thing. In the nearby city, in an FBI field office, Special Agent Jim Taylor is also discussing the jewel robbery. I was just about leaving here, Ross, when the report on the robbery came in. And this will be an all-night session for you, huh? Looks that way, hmm. What are the details on the job, Jim? Well, a man and two women were driving home from a roadhouse out on Route 24, a place called the Columbia Inn. Yeah? They came to a lonely intersection, observed the stop sign, a car pulled up beside them. The man jumped out, pointed at them. Was he alone? It appeared that way, yes. He ordered the women to strip off their jewelry. They obeyed. Then he took their car keys and drove away. Well, what was the value of the jewelry? Well, it's estimated between twenty and $25,000. Wow. 
Uh, could they describe this man? No, he masked his face with a handkerchief. But they did describe his car. Well, what about it? A dark blue or black coupe. Right front fender was smashed, the right door heavily dented. Any further leads on the bandit? Well, a state trooper reported chasing a black coupe in that vicinity. He was after him for speeding. Well, what happened? They lost him when he went across the state line. That's why we were called into the case. Mm-hmm. Did he get the license? Yes, it's being checked now. Oh, excuse me, Russ. Right. Special Agent Taylor. Hello, Mr. Taylor. This is Sergeant Leo, Maywood Police. Oh, yes, Sergeant. You fellas looking for a black coupe? Yes. Right fender and door pretty well banged up? That's right. License number 6N274? 6N274. That's the car, Sergeant. Well, we picked it up in a ditch just outside of town. The driver was still behind the wheel. Injured? No, just drunk. Huh? We're holding him here. Well, thanks, Sergeant. I'll be right out there. Okay. Everybody got home? Yeah. Let me get back yet? Uh-huh. You nail that stuff? Yeah. Then, why is he? He went out again. What for? He's trying to be a genius. What are you talking about? After he grabbed the jewels, a cop chased him. He ducked the cop and he came back here. Yeah. But he was afraid that the cop might come here after him. That's where the genius Look, comes Well, get in. to the point, will you? He used Sonny Everett's car for the job. Huh? So he's framing Everett. He's going to make it look like he did it. How? If it was drunk. Yeah. Then he took him out of here, and he's going to leave him in his car by the side of the road. Oh, the stupid... I tried to stop him. Where's the jewelry? He took it with him. What for? Steve, I don't know. Do you see he was coming back here? No, he's going home. Well, I'm going into town and see that guy right now. Right in here, Mr. Taylor. Thank you, Sergeant. Go right ahead. Thanks. Everett. Uh. Come on, Everett, wake up. Uh. Come on, come on, wake up. Oh, okay. This man's from the FBI. He wants to ask you some questions. Huh? He wants to ask you some questions. You mean I'm on again? Never mind the comedy. Was that funny? Mr. Everett. The police tell me that you maintain you know nothing at all about the jewel robbery. That's right. Yet you were found in the car that was used by the thief. The victims have definitely identified it. I know. That car is registered in your name. That's right. It's, it's mine. That's pretty incriminating evidence. I know. Uh, there's one other factor, Mr. Taylor. Yes, Sergeant? This man is the master of ceremonies at the nightclub the victims attended just before they were robbed. Huh? Well, Everett, what have you got to say to all this? Oh, the same thing I... I've been saying for the last two hours. I, I don't know anything about it. Not a very original answer. Look, all, all I can tell you is this. I, I ain't thinking too good, but I remember being at the club. I, 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 was, I was drinking, drinking a lot. But from there on, it's a, it's a blank. Next thing you knew, I, I was picked up in the car. I see. Look, mister, I, I think I can underwrite one thing. The only stuff I ever stole in my life was bows and jokes. I I didn't cop that jewelry. Sergeant. Yeah? You didn't find any trace of the jewelry around the car? No, we didn't. Well, I guess that'll be all for now. Let's go back to your office, Sergeant. Very well. Uh, what, uh, what about me? 
You stay here. Well, gee, can I even call my agent? In just a minute. Well, Mr. Taylor, do you think we should prepare formal charges against Everett? No, I wouldn't yet, Sergeant. Why not? Well, for one thing, I have a feeling the circumstantial evidence against him is too pat. And don't forget, the victims didn't think that he resembled the hold-up man at all. Well, then what'll we do with him? Well, let's find out what time that nightclub opens. I want to take Everett out there and see if we can find anything that'll help prove his innocence. Gonna go to bed. I got the stuff. The ice? Yeah. Sure? It's right here. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not bad. Yeah. Look at the rocks in that tin, huh? Mm-hmm. Stuff must be worth 20 G's easy. Maid tells me you had trouble. Yeah. I want to hear about it. Well, I uh, I got in a little jam, but by some real smart thinking I got out again. You mean by framing the act? That's right. Pretty clever, huh? <laughs> you don't think you'll get away with it, do you? Why not? The guy was blind drunk. Lots of drunks remember things. He's liable to be singing to the cops right now. What can he tell them? That you planted him in the car. Oh, who'd believe that? The cops. My word is as good as his. But your record ain't. You made a real sucker move, then. You uh, think I ought to blow town or something? No. What else, then? I got that all figured out. Well, wherever you go, you're liable to be picked up. And knowing you, Vinny, if you're picked up, you're liable to talk. Oh, you're crazy. And if you talk, that gets me in trouble. Now, look, Steve. This is the only way to settle it. Now, wait a minute, Steve. Thanks for being stupid. Turn in just a moment to tonight's file, which shows how your FBI helps provide security for your country. Now, let's talk briefly about another kind of security. Security for those who want to be independent as they grow older. Okay, Mr. Cross, sounds swell, but I'm no rich man. What with taxes and high prices, I haven't saved a cent. So how can I afford to do anything about being independent 20 years from now? You'd be surprised what you can do. In the Equitable Society are thousands of men earning no more than you do, and they're looking forward to complete independence in their 60s through an Equitable Life Assurance Society Independent 60s plan. Well, if that's a fact, I'd like to hear some more about this plan. The Independent 60s plan of the Equitable Life Assurance Society has these three features. First, it costs considerably less than you'd probably think, especially if you're covered by Social Security. Second, you can create your retirement estate for the full amount the moment you sign the contract. You don't spend years wondering whether or not you're going to accumulate enough money to be independent in your 60s. You're sure of it because it's guaranteed by the Equitable Life Assurance Society. Third, this equitable plan gives you a definite goal and provides you with a practical method for reaching that goal. 
Yes, there's nothing finer than being independent in your 60s, being your own boss. Say, this is beginning to interest me a lot. Well, then get in touch with an Equitable Life Assurance Society representative. He'll give you the facts on the independent 60s plan and let you make up your own mind. Look in your phone book for the Equitable Society. That's E-Q-U-I-T-A-B-L-E. Or send a postcard care of this station to the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States. And now back to the FBI file, The Innocent Thief. To escape just punishment, the average criminal will offer anyone as a sacrifice to the law. His friend, his benefactor, or his mother. All that's important to the criminal is that he escapes detection. Because to the criminal there is really only one crime he can commit. And that crime is getting caught. His very livelihood depends on his taking what does not belong to him. And the selfish instinct, the wild greed that drives him to commit the crimes he does, also drives him to attempt to escape blame by sacrificing an innocent person's good name. So your FBI advises you never to meddle with criminals. And when you find a criminal, do your duty and call your local police department. You owe that to your fellow Americans and to yourself. Our FBI file continues. Twelve hours have elapsed. Special Agent Jim Taylor and Sonny Everett, the innocent suspect, have gone out to the Columbia Inn. They're just entering the owner's office. Sit down, fellas. Thank you. Mr. Harrison, where's May? Oh, she'll be right in. Mr. Harrison, you already know about the holdup. Yeah, I read about it in the papers. Well, then I suppose you know the police are holding Everett here as a suspect. Yeah, that's tough. You looking for me, Steve? Uh, come on in, May. Close the door. Okay, this is, this is Mr. Taylor. He's from the FBI. Oh, hello. Know? And you know Sonny, of course. Yeah, sure. Hiya, May. He's a suspect in a holdup. He's oh. trying to clear himself. He thought maybe you could help him. I'm glad to. How, Sonny? Well, May, I'm trying to piece together what I did last night. When I was first arrested, I couldn't remember anything. Parts of it have come back. Maybe you can fill me in on the rest. Well, I'll try, Sonny. Well, after the last show, I started drinking. Then Steve here went out. That I remember good. Uh-huh. Then you came along. I was talking to you and the bartender. That's right. Then Vinny came in. Huh? He called you back here. You talked a while. And then he came out and took me to my car. Oh, wait a minute. That ain't so. But I remember. Vinny left here early. He never did come back. When you went out, Sonny, you went out alone. But, May, I know Vinny was here. Look, who was drinking? You or me? Well, where is this man, Vinny? Perhaps we can talk to him and get his version. Well, he won't be in tonight. He works here, doesn't he? And that's right, but he called a while ago and said he was taking a few days off, uh, going out of town. Mr. Taylor, I bet anything that guy's trying to duck out. Of what? Of being nailed for the robbery. Ah, just a minute, He's son. the guy that framed All me. All of it. Let me handle this, please. Mr. Harrison, did Vinny say where he was going? No, he didn't. Well, we'll just have to wait until he returns. But he's liable That'll be all for now. Thank you both for your cooperation. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Special Agent Scott. Hello, Ross. Jim Taylor. Oh, hello, Jim. How'd you make out of the roadhouse? The owner and his girl tried their best to implicate Everett. They wouldn't back up his story? No, not a bit. Well, what about this man Vinnie Everett talked about? He wasn't there. He presumably has gone out of town. I see. I talked to a parking lot attendant, however. He said... Active. So remember, Life Boy, with its purifying ingredient, gets skin cleaner, stops B.O. as no other leading soap can. Here's what the doctors proved in 820 scientific tests. People took daily baths with different soaps. Doctors found that Life Boy does more than just remove the grime and perspiration you can see. Life Boy's purifying ingredient makes it more effective than any other leading soap against the invisible dirt that brings on B.O. Life Boy's milder, too. Safe for baby's tender skin. And you'll like the way Life Boy, made with costly coconut oil, bursts into quick, flashing white lather, even in hard water. Life Boy gets... Parsons' body? Are you fiendish, Holmes? Just a moment, Mr. Wilson. Sticks and stones will break your bones, and this gun will kill you quite as dead as Mr. Larson. Yes, that's a rather large gun for such a sweet, gentle little old lady. Yes. So your Miss Kilburn said in those very words... What have you done to her? Just taped her up until Bertha gets back. Where is she? Down in the cellar. Go on, Mr. Wilson. Walk out into the hall and down the stairs. Then he can't be home, Mr. Taylor. Even my audience couldn't sleep through that. Well, then I'd better try this key. Think it's all right? Oh, I picked up a search warrant on the way over here. I mean, do you think that the key will fit? Oh. That should answer your question. Come on. Right. What names are they using, Showboat? My thespian contemporary. The Ophelia to my Hamlet. Lady Macbeth to my immortal Thane. The little Eva to my Uncle Tom. Once went by the name of Memphis Mary. Shot one gambler husband and drown another in the muddy waters of the Mississippi. Now, silver-haired and mild of mien, she plays her trade in the guise of Madame Miranda Adams. Golly, Miranda Adams. Oh, who's her present partner? Judicious inquiry reveals only the name of Bertha, a muscle-bound matronly alumni of many of our better houses of correction. That'll be enough to work on, Showboat. Uh, how much time are you giving me to get their crooked charity pitch on the tape recorder, Steve? Ten minutes should be enough, all I. Take Dusty and his camera, but have him wait outside until we arrive. We... Well, good heavens, Steve. Madam Adams will surely recognize Showboat. Exactly, Lorelei. And a recording of her reaction should be evidence enough to smash the racket and send the ladies to jail. <laughs> Thus, unaware that a vicious, fake charity racket has become a matter of murder, Steve unknowingly sends Lorelei into a deadly situation. And for the exciting developments, we'll return to Big Town in just a moment. Life Boy gets skin cleaner. Life Boy gets skin cleaner. And the cleaner you get your skin, the surer you are of being fresh and... Oh, shades of Shakespeare. How did he spot these female charity racketeers? Saw them on the street. They're lively ghosts out of his own colorful past, Laura. Good heavens. Not out of trooping days aboard his Mississippi paddle wheel namesake. Yes, one of the ladies. The other is a more modern version of... 
feminine larceny. That's a charming combination. Well, where... That oh. should be showboat at the hall door. Let him in with all right. knock the door off the hinges. Hail and hello, Brother Wilson. Hello, showboat. Come in. Thank you. And the Lorelei, lovely lady of the linotype. Hello, showboat. I hear we're going on a charity racket safari. Ah, yes. Tis been my good fortune to espy amongst humanity's flock two elderly female wolves in sheep clothing preparing to pounce upon the innocent lambs in the name of sweet charity. Yes. I've given Lorelei the setup and the fact, showboat. She's ready to go. Aye, but stay a moment, Miss Kilber. Though these barges be cloaked with lavender and lace, and though they dwell in marble halls, they are as the scorpion whose sting is verily the kiss of death. Thanks for the warning, showboat. I'll be careful of them. Where is this marble hall? A gloomy relic of the 90s, leased as a lair for the unsuspecting. A stage upon which these demon damosels weave their wanton web upon sweet charity's warp of woe. A perfect setup. What's the address, showboat? Park is the street, and the number is nine. Number nine, Park. Uh... Oh! Oh, dear! You dented the teapot, Bertha. Never mind the teapot. I think I've dented his head. What are we going to do with him? Drag him down in the cellar. Lock him up in the storage closet. We don't want him disturbing the neighbors while we work on his sucker list. Wait a minute, Miranda. Maybe he ain't going to disturb nobody. Why not? I think I cracked his skull. I think he's dead. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. My first husband went that way. wondrous girl reporter. Oh, come in, Lorelei, and close the door on those infernal teletypes. Uh-oh. Now, what have I not done which should have been done, as Harry the Hack would be wont to say if he weren't down with a grip? How would you like to impersonate the confidential secretary of a wealthy philanthropist? Yeah, anything for a story. Who's the philanthropic gent? Well, I'm going to impersonate him. What are we going to play, charade? Yes. I've had a tip, Lorelei. A couple of larcenous ladies have set up a fake charity racket in Big Town, and I want to get the goods on them before they make a mockery of... One of man's finest impulses. I'm all for that, but how? Well, your suitcase is all packed and ready right there on the table. Uh-uh, the battery recorder. Where am I weekending? You're just going to call on the ladies. Well, how do I explain the disguised talk box? You're on your way out of town and just stopped in to tell the ladies I'm calling to make a fat contribution. Oh, why don't I just phone? I'm very eccentric. I have to be humored. Okay. Uh, where'd you get this tip? From our friend, Showboat. Showboat? Most of our large contributors wish to remain anonymous, sir. Don't want to get on the circle list. Uh, I mean the list of uh, unscrupulous fund collectors. I understand. And I assure you the list will not leave my hands. Oh, but I can't leave the list. Very well. I'll have Bertha make a copy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You wouldn't care to have me give out your name and the amount of your contribution, would you, Mrs. Adams? Mm, decidedly not. No, of course. Now, uh, and how large a donation did you have in mind? Uh, would a thousand... A thousand? Oh, dear, your tea is getting cold. How many lumps of sugar? Oh, no sugar, thank you. I'm putting on weight. I never touch the stuff. Well, a thousand would be fine. Great help to the many worthy cause. Oh, I'm sure it would. And a little sugar won't hurt you. It's energy building. Yes, I know, but uh, no thanks. I'll just take it as, as is while you make out your check. No, let me... Oh, dear, I'm sorry. So clumsy of me. Bertha... Oh, it doesn't matter. Don't bother. 
Yes, ma'am. What's the trouble? Mr. Larson won't take sugar in his tea. Oh, he won't, won't he? Hey, what's the idea? Uh, sit down, Mr. Larson. Hey, what's the idea of that gun, Mrs. Adams? No, 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 put it away. I, I didn't come here to rob you. Yes, you did, you dirty crook. Oh, Bertha, don't slight our profession. This dope is a disgrace to any profession. Hey, you two are con cookies. This is a plant. A scheme to get half a hold of my sucker list. Exactly, Mr. Larson. Take that list, Bertha. No, 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 wait a minute. Listen, let's make a deal. We can work this charity racket together. Why, why, we'd make a great team. Milk this town dry. That's what we're going to do. Without you. Laundries. What's keeping that shop? He'll be here. I promised him a large contribution to his sweet charity. That dirty crook. Save the professional jealousy and pour me a cup of tea. Ah, pour it yourself. Very well. Where's the gin? In the extra cream pitcher, where it always is when you put on this phony whistler's mother act. Have you uh, fixed the sugar? Sure. The top lumps are soaked in enough stuff to knock Larson out for a week. Good. Uh, there he is. Uh, go let him in while I get out my knitting. All right, but don't drop that gun out of your knitting bag like you did in Denver. Oh, I won't. Oh, dear, I'm afraid I'm going to have to get rid of Bertha like I did my second husband. Now, let's see. Knit one, purl one. No, knit two, 